as a Oh. Good Friday morning, guys. Jerry Miller on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us live in downtown Charlottesville. A pleasure to connect with you guys through the I Love Seville Network on a show presented by Yes Realty Partners and Keller Williams Alliance. RealtalkwithKeithSmith.com, the website. The chain of trusted advisors on the real estate life cycle. Um, Real Talk with Keith Smith, click the Partners tab. These are the people you can count on to get you to the closing table and make life better for you. Johnny Ornales, que pasa, amigo? Como estas? I love when you watch the program. I'm going to be speaking, hopefully, to him later today. I'm love you, J.O. Love you dearly. Judah Wickhauer, um, I, happy birthday yet again. It was yesterday. The man splurged at Sushi King with his family, came in. Um, how many sushi rolls, Judah Wickhauer, did you devour? And I, and I don't mean to put you on the spot here. I don't know if you have even the three shots set up here. I, I know I'm throwing yeah, this. I do. I, I got, uh, really, I, I went there for the, for the hibachi uh, food. I, I wanted some teppanyaki, but we, uh. no, longer, we no longer have uh, uh, Flaming Walk. So um, I settled for Sushi King, got some, got some hibachi steak, mm. and uh, I think I got a couple, couple rolls and a couple... Uh, couple just uh what is it sashimi oh fantastic you and yona have something in common i love sushi yona not so much but she's a huge hibachi oh, yeah. fan and to find a really good sushi place that can do sushi and hibachi is is a little little difficult little difficult to find i mean generally you want to go to a sushi place for sushi for sushi <laughs> yeah because sushi is 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 yona watching because i'm about ready to get myself yeah yona is watching i mean don't you generally want to go to sushi for sushi because the collateral damage of sushi is sushi yeah right but the, the the incredible thing about sushi when it's done right is some of the best cuisine out there i love sushi so what is your favorite sushi place in charlotte uh, now and zen oh yeah Hands down. Now and Zen on Market Street. Have you had Now and Zen? Hands down. Uh, I have to wait until Yona goes and travels to visit grandbaby so I can go ahead and go to oh, Now and Zen. It's, I, it's, I like it. Toshi at Now and Zen's a personal friend. The crunch roll, the dragon roll, the volcano roll. I encourage anyone to try those. My wife, who's watching the program now, turned me on to sushi eight years ago. And ever oh, really? since, it is probably maybe my favorite food. Good sushi. Good, yeah. Not gas station sushi. Or a convenience store sushi. I've got to tell you, I'm probably going to get myself into a little bit. I like when you do that. Trouble here. We both do that. Yeah. Evidently. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, but we're cute, so. Yeah. We'll leave it at we're, that. We're endearing. How does that sound? I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> we are endearing. Yeah. We. We. Uh, we. Uh, I can't speak for you, but I do have a habit of opening up. Oh, you're foot. mischievous. I, I have yeah. a habit of opening up uh, foot and maybe putting my Birkenstock oh. in my mouth. That's why we love you. So That's I why tend, you make a I great talk show that. host. But, but I got to tell you, um, Food Lion Lake Monticello sushi. It's good. Is really good. Fresh. Well, eh. Yeah. 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 Define fresh. <laughs> but let's put it this way: I never got sick, so it must be fresh. But you know, it's a great it's a great eight o'clock at or leaving the office on our way home, having planned dinner, zip in, zip out, you know, uh, 
it's uh, you what's know. your favorite sushi spot? Put it on the feed. Yeah. Britton Beckham, welcome to the program. Yeah. Yona Smith, welcome to the program. Thank you kindly for joining well, us. Well, Yona, Yona likes sushi, but she prefers. I'm trying to walk this back. So she's watching. <laughs> I know that, yeah. but but she prefers hibachi, right? Okay. And, and the place at Lake Monticello, the Asian Asian Cafe across from Food Line, actually is the only place that locally anyway that I know of that does both well anyway on that end of it. So. Today, the agents are watching. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing them like all over here. Um, Dean Russell, hello. Kevin Cox, hello. Uh, Nora Gaffney, hello. Kate Sharts, the Queen of Ivy, love you, Kate Sharts. What? Welcome to the program. Keith Smith is going to give you um, Q2 sales numbers for the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors footprint. Essentially, that is Central, well, Central it, Virginia. It, it, it's cars data. I just put it together in a couple of pretty slides with yeah. nice, pretty colors. Yeah. You know, make it United States Marine Corps Staff Sergeant proof, really simple to understand. Um, so I've, I've got three slides that I've, I've asked. Uh, uh, he's so old, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> Judah, that's it. Judah to The put, birthday boy. The birthday boy to put up. So it's slide one, two, and three. And we'll kind of rotate through them, if you don't mind, a little bit, Judah. So what they are is, is these are the sold... Single-family, detached, no new construction. Those who watch the show probably know, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and say in my sleep, single-family, detached, no new construction. Single-family, detached, no new, new construction. construction. Judas turn. Single-family, detached, no new construction. <laughs> Look at you, huh? You know why. Yeah. yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, you know why, though. You see, and he know he's acknowledging. It, it, it it could be the gift from Neil Williamson. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at <laughs> That's that. kicking in in our pre-production we'll leave it at meeting. That. But I, I, I want to focus on slide two, right? So slide two is volume of units sold. Thank it's you. It's on screen. Thank you, Judah. Keep it on screen for a little bit, please. Yeah. So the little, the little black line that's running across it and goes from 2023 to 2015 is the 2023 volume. So year over year, we're about 26% down. That's really no surprise. We've been talking about that for quite a while. It's 47% down from, from 2021. But what's very interesting, and it kept me up in the middle of the night thinking about, we're 10% down from this same time period in 2020. Jerry, what were we doing this time frame in 2020? Uh, this time frame in 2020, we were wearing hazmat suits, we were afraid to leave our homes. We were literally going grocery shopping with dishwasher gloves on. I was instructed by my wife who's watching, and I love you dearly, darling. But when I came home <laughs> from the grocery store, I was instructed to take my clothes off in the garage. And we had to leave the clothes in the garage for 48 hours so they could, uh, what's the word? Is it ruminate? Is that the word? Uh, she just had something else in mind. <laughs> You're mischievous today. <laughs> she had something else in mind. That should go bow wow. But that's where we were at. I had somebody the other day bump into me. I'm going to totally kick it off to somebody. And again, just to continue the getting Smith into trouble. Neil Williamson says, I failed to take any responsibility for the high level of levity on today's program. That's all your fault. We Neil. love you, Neil Williamson. All your fault. We yeah. love you. Uh, we just broke it open this morning. Thank you, sir. You are the man, uh, Neil. <laughs> It's talking about coffee. Coffee. It's talking about coffee. Coffee. No, no, coffee. No. So I distracted you here. Bounce a bow wow. You were actually going to make a joke about sex, I believe, on this. No, program no, here. no. I I uh, I was I was at a wedding in um, 
Charlotte from my uncle, and I was wandering through the neighborhood, you know, just doing what I do, and, and a guy walked up to me, and he goes, nice 70s porn mustache. No way. That's what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you say? I said, thank you. <laughs> I, I, kept on, I kept on kept on walking back to the Kitschikabau. Yeah. But anyway. It's a so great stash, Keith. Back, well, I've had this since 85. You wear the mu- and you didn't have to shave it. I did not have to shave yeah. it. Thank you. So, look. You know, I went back, and one of the great things about doing this show is sometimes also not the such good thing about doing the show is everything is like there forever. Absolutely. So I went back and looked at the shows that we did, like in June and July of 2020. Uh-huh. Right? I was sitting in that seat. I had a mask on. Right? We had tape measures to make sure we were eight feet away. We literally did. <clears throat> and yeah. and we we were we were um, skyping in people yeah right to go ahead and have a conversation, but what else was going on at that time? What was the big panic? Uh, besides COVID, yeah. Well, how was the how was the COVID projected to impact the housing market? Oh, COVID was projected to tank the housing market. We were not doing um, in-person showing, or excuse me, we were not doing open houses. The scuttlebutt in early 2020, Q1, Q2, was that the open house was going to be eviscerated and evaporated forever. That hat was not the well, case. I mean, and I... And, and- and I'm I mean, not, there were deals. I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing this because I went back and actually watched our shows uh-huh. and the feedback from people. Yeah. I mean, it was like the housing market was over. It Ho- was over. It, it was over. Right. It was never coming back. And then we the back it. end of 2020, it exploded. And then into 2021, it really exploded. Well, and the data is going to data that we're looking at is going to prove that that that's what happened. But we predicted a V, and that's what happened. You predicted it. You were all over it. I got to tell you, that's not what's going to happen now. Ooh. I was a doom and gloom right yeah, there. Yeah, sorry. I went from Jesus. Oh God, that was heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get accused of being a Debbie Downer. Oh my right? goodness, yeah. my mood just. Well, we got to be honest with yeah. the, with with the folks. They expect right? it and they know it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. I'll drop that little bomb, and maybe later on down the road we'll go ahead and and fix it. But we are ten percent right now in volume. Again, laser focused on single family detached, no new construction. I say it in my sleep, right? Because, you know, I just want to go ahead. It's on screen. Thank you. I just want to go ahead and make sure that, you know, we're comparing apples to apples to apples to apples. I've got future slides coming up over the weekend that will handle the single family attached, new construction, and so forth and so on, which will tell a different different story. But by and far, 80% or so of the volume of sales don't quote me on that number. I didn't get a chance to proof it. But a large percentage of, of our business is in single-family detached, right? So it's, I can compare Fulvana to Charlottesville, so forth and so on. So we're 10% down below the time of, of the world was ending, literally. And it's, now it's understanding why the market feels the way it does. And until I took a look at this, I couldn't quite understand why it's feeling this way. The second thing that that slide number two proves to me is what we've been talking about for a while, that this is more like what year? Mm. 2015. And 16. This yeah. is, so You're talking that. Well, if you look at the data... 2015, 16. It's more, more like it's kind of in the middle, right? Okay. It's kind of in the middle between now and then. But what was the huge difference between... If you go to slide number three. Ooh, I got them right here. But There's a lot of paper print in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a recovering developer. I kill trees. That's what I do. So, uh, 
thank you, Judah. So if you take a look at that, but take a look at the days on market, which in, in 2015 and 16, we were in the 30 to 40 day. Oh, sorry. Judah says I have to talk into the mic. Okay, okay. Thanks, Go Judah. Ahead. Thanks, Thank you, Todd. Too. Yeah. You know, you can speak into the mic and say yeah. stupid talking to the no, mic. I'd no, be okay would, with Judah, that. I've never heard Judah say but a mean thing to anyone ever. Into the mic over here. Huh? You can't hear. I don't have, my hearing aids are, are shot. So I can't hear anybody what anybody said. You're doing a great job, Keith. <laughs> but uh, so look, so what was going on at that point in time, right, is we were coming out of the tail end, the tail end of the time of great unpleasantness. Inventory, which is not what we're seeing now. Inventory was much higher than what it is now. Days on market was that, you know, it's just really interesting to look at this, right? If you go to slide number one, right, if you take a look at the value, what what is what does that bar chart look like to you, Jerry? What is it? A nice, easy what? Uh, I'd say it's a gradual level of appreciation. Yeah, it was a little twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. We're 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 a little bit more, right? Yeah. We're it's six. like a it's like a staircase, except for twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. When I'm trying to climb the top of those stairs, it might be a little harder to get over them because they're a little steeper. But what are we at right now? We're at six percent over last year. What were we? What we've been predicting? I think by the end of the year, car footprint, you're probably going to see somewhere between three to six percent. I think you've been all over this. Well, I, I think you're going to see a little bit of a drop in valuation. Okay. To maybe four or five percent. I don't. I may be wrong, but I don't think we're going to make six. But what I like by looking at that is that in the car footprint now, now we start taking a look at different jurisdictions, different localities, tells very different stories. Mark, micro markets matter. Am I talking into the microphone? Yeah, you're Judah? perfect. Yeah. Good, thanks. Micro markets matter. Matter. So we'll kind of take a look into a little bit. But so we got values going up steadily from 2015 to now. Days on market are basically at zero, five, six days on market on the end of it. But our volume is A, below 2020. And B, just a little bit below 16, a little bit above 15. So we'll call it somewhere in the middle of 15 and 16. I don't think, at least I've been doing this for 35 years, it normally doesn't track that way, right? You know, if if volume of sales are down, generally inventory increases, prices kind of stabilize um, a little bit. But um, anyway, I would love some feedback from the folks that are watching and yourself on, you know, is Smith um, had a little too much of Neil's uh, thing this morning? Coffee, coffee, coffee uh, Neil morning. Williamson, your thought on this. Bill McChesney, your thoughts on this. Realtors watching the program, your thoughts on this. Does it feel this. like that out there? Jamie Turner, Scotty Moe, Brittany Gray, Richard Fox, Cully Baggett, Matt Neese, Nikki, Dave, Lisa Watson, who's uh, referring um, realtor at Avenue with the mm-hmm. Palmers. What are your thoughts on this? Patty Zeller, Andre Xavier, you invest in real estate. Erica Renee, you have a farm. Jamie Kay, you're a broker. Thoughts on this? Jen McCarter, better half of Paul McCarter. Kyle Miller, you're in the game. Dino Russell, your thoughts on this? I can continue if you'd like. Here are my, my initial thoughts. Got a lot of peeps watching the program right now. Um... You got, in the next 12 to 18 months, an additional 
call it, and I'm going to be conservative with this statement, Judah, with Data Science School, with the Paul Manning Biotech Institute, and with the uh, UVA Conference Center and Hotel, I would say conservatively, you have new to this market three to 4,000 people with significant six-figure jobs looking to move here. Three to 4,000 people that do not live in central Virginia, that do not live within 60 miles of Charlottesville, moving here with heavy-hitting six-figure jobs. These folks are going to need a place to live. And when you have that kind of wealth, you're going to be buying property. And when you're buying property, the first type of property you're going to buy is a place to live, a place to put your head down and sleep and for your kids to be raised upon or raised within. I think these three to 5,000 people are going to take the little inventory that we have and they're going to make it even more um, expensive. Yeah, so it, I think you and I have discussed this multiple times before. This is the dollar value, right, of the people coming in, the incomes that are coming in are very different maybe than in the past. But again, I'm a recovering developer and builder, built hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses, 99% of them or 80%, whatever the hell the number was, were people low coming from someplace else into here. That is not a new phenomenon. 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 For was John Travolta, was he in the movie Phenomenon where he was an, an angel? John Travolta? Wasn't John Travolta the lead character? See, I can't get past Welcome Back Carter, which you have no idea what... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure John Travolta played um, a guy that was an angel in Phenomenon. Am I right on that? That wasn't Phenomenon. I'm pretty sure it was no, Phenomenon. No, didn't he not play Mar, uh, Michael, uh, Archangel Arch, Arch, yeah, Michael? Michael? Wasn't yeah. that just Michael? No, no, no. I think it was Phenomenon. No, no, I, I, phenomenon I think Sir Jude is close enough. As, oh, was Phenomenon not the movie where he was an angel, Judah? Yeah, I can't Is that what it. you're saying? He was... It was Michael. Okay, so you're saying John Travolta played an angel, but it was well, not the movie no. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. So I can't get past Vinny Barbarino, but that... He was in Phenomenon, but he wasn't an angel. Okay, so that movie was a different movie that he was in. Actually, I think you're right. It was Michael. I looked, uh, it says on his I'm going to drink my coffee while you guys was, work this out, okay? He was a mechanic, and he sees a flash. Just let me know when you're ready, he starts, okay? He starts becoming a genius. There it is. There it is. So the angel movie was Michael. I believe so. Judah Wickhauer, effing love you so much. So you want to do a John Travolta uh, tidbit? No, we have to talk real estate. We have folks Well, you started the John Travolta I know, I know, I'm sorry. I've been told by the powers that be, very benevolent powers, to keep you on track. Uh, Be the beloved dictator? Focus, focus, focus. Dictator. Um, This is what I want to throw to you. This is what I want to throw to you. Um, I understand... That shot when he's walking down the street in Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Fever was my neighborhood I grew up in. Okay. Literally, the pizza place he stops to get pizza, everything that was where it was my neighborhood. You got a little John Travolta to you. And it was shot. No. pizzazz. Yona will disagree with that on the dance floor. If, Trust me. Can we put you on studio <laughs> camera and you dance for the viewers and listeners? Yeah, so the, the market is getting a little crazy. <laughs> we, um, need, we need a little bit more of what... Neil has We're provided. We're talking about the Java, b- the before, coffee. Before that, Neil Williamson paid his bet, lost a bet. Yeah, so it was actually shot in my neighborhood. Okay, let me throw this to you here. 
Um, I understand, and you emphasize this often. You've been in the game since it's 1987. The dollar amount that's going to be different. That's what I want to say. It's, you need to highlight that factor. Yeah, please so, do that. Yeah, well, all you got to do is 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 look at. Um, You're talking about the people moving <clears throat> to this market. Yeah, all you got to do is look at this, the the. I'll get it here in a minute. I got too many pieces of paper. Look at slide number one. Like we went from in 2050, single family detached in our region from the upper twos, we're now just a shy over 450. Yeah. Right? So the, the, number, the, the, the number to acquire is very different. Now, in 2015, you know, salaries were a little bit different. You know, it was a different economy, yada, yada, yada. I, I get all that. But just, just the appreciation from 15 to 23 Again, laser-focused, right? We're laser-focusing here on, on that end of it. I also want to throw I, another I think, wrinkle I in the think, mix. I think, yeah. Well, we, got a well, of, we got comments coming fast and furious. I'm surprised. Here's another wrinkle I want to throw I in. didn't do my hair today, if you haven't noticed. Dude, it. I actually <laughs> like it. You I like, like it? You like I it? When do, I okay. do. Okay. The, yeah. the non-palmade, non-hairspray do that you have okay. adds volume well, to the make, hair. I have to make a note. And then when the, the fans are blowing, our air condition is out. It's going to be repaired later this month. It's not brutal by any means. Actually, Judah's very pleasant in enjoying this. And He's he, only down the one sweat. I, I, look, it's, it's not... I love you, Judah. We kid because we care. Can you put yourself on a three-shot? Okay. We're on a three-shot. Okay. Judah has a button-down shirt. Is that a long-sleeve undershirt? No, no, no. No, it's not. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. Why would he lie about that? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. You have. I see your forearms. I see skin. But it's 90 degrees outside. You have a button-down shirt and an undershirt underneath it. Yeah, the undershirt protects the this from getting like completely drenched in sweat when I'm walking to work in the morning. Okay. All right. I I stand corrected. You're the birthday boy. Whatever you say goes. <laughs> yeah. You have card blocks. Well, do we do like it's a birth- birthday week? That about to say. Do we do a birthday week? We do a bir- we love him. It's a birthday yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yona does like birthday months. Yeah. Sounds like my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just I just I'm just uh, struggling to figure out what number I was. I you know, are you a birthday guy? I'm not really a birthday guy. I feel like every day yeah, is my birthday. Every day. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I did a really awesome ride this morning, and I, I don't know if it went through. I didn't get a chance to post a video. It was just a great day to be alive. Yeah. I, I, every day I wake up, I feel like it's my birthday. Snuck in a pretty decent ride this morning, so I felt good the, about the it. The point we were making is the, the incomes household that are moving into Charlottesville and Almora County in particular are at levels that we have not necessarily seen before, certainly not since Keith got in the game well, in Well, again, we, just, we, need, we also need to be... You know, put it in the pers- we're we're in the lens of 2023. We need to put the incomes and stuff at the lens of 2015. But it's you know it. I think matter of fact, I, you probably I didn't catch your noon show, but you probably covered this. What we like, ten point, almost eleven percent of cost of living higher, high higher than the national average. I yeah. think in our area, so that has a lot to do with it. About pardon me about the total income and and throw this into the mix, Keith. And, and, and folks may not want to realize this, may not want to appreciate this, may not want to embrace this. And Neil, we're going to get to your comments. Bill McChesney, we're going to get to your comments. People in the game, we're going to get to your comments here momentarily. Yeah, watch uh, Smith and his ADD. That'll, I sincerely so. believe this. Upzoning, now that the politics are behind us with the Democratic primary in the Charlottesville city, we got Natalie Ostrin, we got Lloyd Snook, we got Michael Payne, we got Juan Diego Wade, we got Brian Pinkston. We know who's going to be on council. These are progressive voices 
that are in favor of density and upzoning. I sincerely mean this. In my crystal ball, viewers and listeners have six or seven years of tangible and palpable track record with my crystal ball. It's usually pretty damn right. I think upzoning is going to drive tailwinds and momentum to certain HOA neighborhoods in Charlottesville and Almoral County and the Urban Ring. And wait and see. I think the values of these neighborhoods are going to pop. I think they're going to go up. I particularly follow one neighborhood very closely, Glenmore. And Glenmore, how would you characterize Glenmore of late? Oh, historically, Glenmore was, let's say, slow. That's an understatement. Right. And over the last two to three years. Very much so. Uh, uh, but Over the last two to three years, yeah, how would you I, characterize I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. What we need to do for Monday, I'm going to pick apart uh-huh. sales volume yeah. of HOA okay. and create a little chart. How would you characterize Glenmore of late? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's gangbusters. It's one of the hottest neighborhoods out there. It's, it's not. But you're, you're 100% right. Hottest neighborhoods but, out there. But the reason I want to do this breakdown, Jerry, just just to, to solidify the point that I'm, I'm about to make is I think HOA neighborhoods for right, wrong, or different always done better than non-HOAs, you know, but... Now wait till upzoning happens. Well... And I know you, you think upzoning is not going to have a massive impact. No, I'm going to quote... I think the impact I'm gonna gonna steal, have is perception. I'm going to... Correct. I'm going to steal a quote from Neil... This is really going to go from one property to one property. It's going to take a long time to impact in inventory. And I don't really think it's going to impact inventory in a huge way, ever. I agree. Um, but the perception. Yeah, yeah, you know, when, yeah. What was that saying? You know, when, when the truth is boring, pre- print the perception or whatever it is. Something to like that, that. To that point. Look, it's, it's not, it's, I think. It is going to be tweaked a little bit from what it is now. I think that's pretty clear. I don't think it's going to be substantially tweaked. I think it's going to get approved before the end of the year. I just, uh, uh, a, a, a friend of the show texted me an article this morning, the missing middle, quote unquote, upzoning, zoning rewrite in Arlington has now got a lawsuit. And it's, the brakes are getting hit because it's going through the lawsuit. So this thing is going to happen. I'm sure somebody's going to file a lawsuit. That I always happens. I have intimate knowledge of this. It always, it always happens. It, well, knowledge or not, it just always happens yeah. on it. So this process is going to get done, approved. Everybody's going to forget about it. It's going to go through this, re, this lawsuit or wherever process it's going to go, and we will have single-digit percentages increases in density to the, that. You've got to hear this comment. No, no, no. It's pretty significant. Neil is watching. On the 12th is going to join me that I'm moderating on, which is Albemarle County's um, developer incentives. Ooh, Neil. Um, so he's part of a 25-person roundtable that yours truly is moderating to discuss that. That's where the rubber is going to meet the road, right? What incentives are out there to go ahead and help the developers put units in the ground everything from turning red tape into green tape bonus densities so forth and so on so keep an eye out for that 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 we'll report in when it's all dead said and done on, on how that conversation was going to go but you know I, I just don't you know we'll see what the, the folks say on the feed but i just don't see this 
bringing a huge amount of inventory. Um, Judah Wickhauer, listen to this. Keith Smith, listen to this. I got my pen. Um, James Watson, please listen to this. Lloyd Snook, please listen to this. Jesse Rutherford, please listen to this. Bellamy Brown, Bob Yarborough and Redfields, Heather Walker, Jamie Turner, Lauren and Keswick, Kevin Yancey in Waynesboro, Scotty Moe of Ross Mortgage, Philip Andrew Hamilton, the state senator candidate, Carrie Rock, please listen to this. You ready? And this week's from Neil Williamson, Free Enterprise Forum. Neil, I was hyping you yesterday at a meeting with a client suggesting that they go to Free Enterprise Forum to learn about um, planning and zoning and your commitment to the free enterprise. My client had not heard of your brand or your website and the efforts that you're doing, and he is now all over it. Neil Williamson says, in this week's City Council Planning Commission work session, Mayor Snook, who is watching, indicated UVA growth is projected at 0.75% annually. That means 4,000 more students by 2044. If the university houses half of these students, there will be a need for 2,000 new beds by 2044. Where will these folks live, and how will this impact housing affordability in Charlottesville City? So one of the things... Great comment. Yeah, one of the things... So I think I may, may have mentioned it before. I'm up to number seven client that's looking around for a piece of property to either buy and hold to potentially do something with um, with this uh, zoning rewrite. Um, a couple of them are actually looking around the university for that very reason, right? Okay, so if I can put more density, I can put more beds, I can charge, so forth and so on. I can tell you of the seven clients, we were not able to find a single piece of property that would fit enough boxes from the development side of it, from the actual turning it into something side of the equation. It might meet the zoning side as they as kind of being as being outlined today, but they wouldn't do so. They just walked they walked away from it because of you know two-hour separations. The other things I've been discussing for some time on it. The lot size isn't right. Setbacks isn't right. Yada 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 all the way down to the numbers aren't, aren't working. But that 2000 I, I can see maybe the math working because it's not uncommon to get $1,000 a door. Oh, that's light. Yeah. $1,000 a door is light. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going back to when my daughter and my son-in-law, when, when my son-in-law was at med school. That, that was the numbers. That was four or five years ago. I'd say ago. that number is 1500 a door yeah, now. Yeah, could so be. So here, here's what so we got. So if I can put 12 doors on something... 12 doors, that's 18 Gs. Numbers look very different. Yeah. Okay, so I'll take it a step further. Judah, you got to hear this. You're sitting on stacks of paper with that house you got, homie. Stacks of paper. Um, you got Neil Williamson you highlighting. You I'll buy you a chair. <laughs> Neil you Williamson chair. highlights. That could be a birthday gift. I'll buy you a chair. That by 2044, which is in what? 21 years, Judah? 2044 is in 21 years. We're going to have 4,000 additional students at the University of Virginia. Judah, remember on the I Love Seville show, I said UVA was in the business of making money, and they're obviously going to increase enrollment, and they're going to use upzoning and density to their advantage to increase enrollment? I said that, and I have it on record saying it many, many times. The crystal ball has proven to be accurate. So Neil Williamson has said 4,000 more students by 2044. We also know that there's going to be 
two to 4,000 additional people with the Paul Manning Biotech Institute, the Data Science School, and the UVA Hotel and Conference School. Congratulations to Paul, by the way. Paul's the man. Well, he Paul's got on the, on the Board of Visitors. I heard. Uh, handpicked by Governor Glenn Youngkin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that UVA is going to admit 4,000 more students by 2044. And we know that UVA is already on record saying an entire ecosystem will be built around the Biotech Institute on Fontaine, Mm -hmm. that data science is going to create another economic ecosystem, and they have a conference center, and they have a hotel coming to Ivy Road, and they bought Ivy Square Shopping Center for $22 million to create Academic Village 2.0. Ladies and gentlemen, you can legitimately say... When When are we going to change the name of the city? It's the city of UVA. It's the city of UVA. It's the city of UVA. We can legitimately say... I'm pretty sure Lloyd isn't going to like that. Eight to 10,000 people, and that's a conservative number, additionally coming to the housing ecosystem in Charlottesville and Alamore County with either significant six-figure jobs and or mommy and daddy's credit card and their earning income to pay for them to live and go to school at the University of Virginia. And there's two other things you missed. What's that? I'm going to be in the middle of my eighth decade by the time that happens. And you're still going to be closing deals. <laughs> which is a scary... You're still going to be closing which deals. Which is a scary thought. But you know what that also is going to do? A majority of my... Our, a lot of our business is the folks that went to school here. Oh, yeah. Left and came back. So not only is it going to be a driver of a current market, it is also going to be a driver for a future market because when when these folks graduate from data science, go away for 20 years, and I'm in the middle of my eighth decade, right, and I'll get a Still phone call. Still be closing deals. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, thank you. I, I, I will... I will uh, you cannot retire. I know your I, personality. I, I, will, I will look you up if that's not the case. Logan so, Claylo, welcome to hey, the Logan. program. Hey, Logan. Logan's a rock star up in Northern Virginia. Uh, yeah, Richmond Realtors watching now. So That's yeah, your influence uh, on what you did in the West End with yeah, your daughter. Yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're, uh, I'm on... Next Friday, I'm flying out there, going to do my two-day bike ride, and I'm bringing our youngest daughter and our youngest granddaughter back to stay. On We're flying back together, and uh, she's going to be here. We're excited about having her. She's, she's agreed to sit once a month next to you. I oh, that's her. awesome. So, look, so the, the, that's the other thing that we're going to go through this. But, but what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get to here is how how we've got to figure out how to change this inventory question, right? And it's very interesting when I'm looking at all these do- these numbers here because we're really in uncharted territories, in my opinion, of market scenario. And it's not just me. It's it's Yoon saying this. It's Sturvesant saying this. Lisa Sturdivant. Yeah, it's all the the, 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 the folks with PhDs after their, <laughs> after their names. I have no idea what that stands for. Uh, but, you know, so, so how are we going to fix this? I will tell you, 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 you had this little monologue about UVA. Uh-huh. They're at the table on the 12th, right? They're at the table, Jerry. Don't, don't smile. They're I'm, at, they're I'm a at, friendly guy. They're at, they're at the, the table. They're at the table with the Regional Housing Partnership. That's not always been the case. Jim Ryan's influence. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to tell a story a little bit later today about that involves him, which is a pretty interesting story I, I heard on the 4th of July. But they're at the table. Now, how it's going to end, where we're going to get, that's a whole different story, right? But being at the table and having a discussion and looking at people 
eye to eye, face to face, and trying to figure something out is always a good thing, right? The reality, the reality of it is, and, and, and it took a bunch of years, frankly, of me. They just got tired of me bugging them, <laughs> and they should, really. Yes, I think you're, I, you're persistent. I'm a little persistent. Yeah, you're yeah, good yeah, at that. Yeah, or as my wife would say, a pain in the ass. No, but, persistent. But, tomato, but, tomato. But it was important, right? Because if UVA wasn't here, would we be having this conversation right now? Would we even oh. be sitting behind these mics right now? If, if UVA wasn't here, I, I hate to even make the comparison to Southwestern Virginia because I think Danville's on fire. But Dan Vegas is on fire. But I'll doubt. But if UVA wasn't here, we would be like... Uh, fire's a, a bit of a stretch. Wheeling, it's, West it's Virginia? fire to start it started up. Yeah, they like, got a little kindling going. They, they got some kindling going. Uh, we'd be wheeling, West Virginia? We, no, I take that back. If UVA was not here, we would be Waynesboro. It could be, yeah. You know, it, it, and I'm not trying to throw shade on Waynesboro. No, no. It's just it, it would. So this is a company town. Let's call UVA Ford, right? Call them what? Let's say they're Ford. Let's just say that. Well, I, I would say maybe Tesla. Okay, Tesla. Whatever you want to call. Market it. cap of Tesla is 830 billion. Sure, we'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call it Tesla, right? You know, so it's a company town. Everybody that's surrounding this this region, all this car footprint has some sort of tentacle that's attached to UVA. And, I, and, I, and I've been pretty outspoken about this directly to senior leadership at UVA. Therefore, you've got a responsibility. Now, they're trying with this 1,500 units. I think they're much better at education than they are development, but I'll leave that comment lie there. But at least they're going somewhat in the, the right direction. Is this the 1,500 units where they maintain ownership of the dirt? I don't think they figured that out yet. Okay. But, yes, they, they, they're maintaining. That's what's, that's what's percolating right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the reasons the land trust is at the table is because you do that. Potentially it could, could help help with that. They want to retain ownership. They're going to do it in some sort of 99-year lease structure. That's going to work okay for the two projects that are on the table now because they're apartments, they're multifamily. That's a little easier. When they start moving out to Norfolk with, this, with the ownership model, that's when they're going to need help to understand how that works. We'll leave did it at I, that. Did I, did I handle that You handle well? that extremely well. You often need, do. They're going to need help. We're going to leave it at that. Um, UVA... I made the comment that Elon Musk is playing chess when all of us are playing checkers. UVA is playing chess when all of us are playing checkers. UVA is doing planning in 100-year increments, where the city of Charlottesville and Elmore County are doing planning in five-year increments. Yeah, maybe so five-year increments. But in fairness to UVA, in fairness to the local jurisdictions, let's call it Albemarle and Charlottesville yeah. because that's where that's UVA is at. The nimbleness of UVA, UVA is just a big company, and it functions like a company. It runs like a company. Anybody tells you anything other? I've been in too many meetings not to see that this is is about as corporate as corporate can get on it. But they they move nimbly. They don't have a lot of of uh, red tape that they need to deal with. Lloyd Snook, on the other hand, he has all these rules he's got to follow, right? UVA doesn't have that many rules. Oh, and, and, and Mayor Snook, who's coming on the program on the 20th, two Thursdays from now, yeah, cool. also is working in four-year terms. That's exactly right. They're working in four-year now, terms. Now, he got elected, so he'll have two back-to-back eight years. 
But they're working in four-year terms. Yeah, and and no city. I haven't had a city manager. In. No elected body can can dictate something to the next elected body, right? You know, so that's the reason why these things change, and it takes time. And and you're hundred percent right. I think to quote Neil, we have an election every year in the state of Virginia. Maybe not so much in our jurisdictions, but there's definitively every two years an election in our local governments um, on, on, on it, sometimes every year, depending on the cycle. Go. So there's constantly seats, uh, decision-maker seats changing, right? You know, uh, folks that have just got elected for the first time into the city, they're going to have a one-year learning curve. Natalie Alshern? She's going to have a one-year learning curve. Yeah. Right? It's just, that's just life. Right, and she's gonna she's gonna get sit in that seat, and there's gonna be a fire hose pouring at her, and she's got to figure that out as well as do whatever she does. She's for a the living. wedding and event planner at Pippin Hill, so yeah. I, I I'm very curious to see how this is gonna work. She is she's gonna put eighty hour ninety hour weeks in. That's what she's gonna do. She's tell. legitimately Natalie Alsherin, the wedding and event planner. She's the newly minted city councilor. Her term starts December 31, January 1. She was the top vote getter in this past Democratic primary. Natalie is the wedding and event planner at arguably the most expensive wedding venue in central Virginia, Pippin Hill. Okay, I can fairly say that with confidence and conviction. Arguably. Certainly top five. Premier. I, would, I mean, it, but, uh, the, the pinnacle. You take a look at how much it costs, and you'll figure that out real fast. You're, you're talking a quarter million, $300,000 weddings here. For a, for a heartbeat, we looked at that for one of our daughters. And I went, yeah, thanks. Yeah, quarter million, $300,000 weddings here. So she's managing that book of business, which is, let's cut to the chase, a vineyard and a winery is a wedding and event venue well, we're, first. we're in the client business, me and you. Sometimes... The upper end client is a little bit more difficult to oh, work with. Sometimes than the, I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic. Diplomatic about yeah. it. Yeah. So not only and not only sometimes is the upper end challenging to work with, but the entry price point can also be the bookend. The bookends. Yeah, both. Well, ends the, the, up, the upper end for very different reasons. The lower end is usually more an education process. Exactly. Right. Uh, in, in it, uh, and that takes time. The upper end will definitively take time because when you're spending a quarter of a million dollars or more... You expect... You have expectations. You have certain expectations. The, the entry price point, it's about education, and oftentimes the ROI is not there to justify potentially the time put into it. With the upper end, the ROI is there for the time that's put into but it. But the cost, yeah, the, the emotional cost, the human cost... Is significant. Is, is, now, is significant. I, I'm really genuinely wondering, and, and, and Natalie, you know, you watch the program from time to time. How are you going to be a wedding and event planner at the premier destination and also manage well, maybe Natalie, a five people, a $200 plus million dollar budget for the city? Maybe Natalie and Lloyd and, and Juan Diego and Brian, <clears throat> and who am I missing? And Michael, I'm missing one other person. No, that's all of them. Yeah. Um, five of them. Well, we'll. You know, one of the things I've been tabling in discussions with them for a while is do like now Richmond's a much bigger jurisdiction, but they have dedicated staff. Yeah, that does a lot of the work and the research for them. So look, I'm going to give a shout out to a guy by the name of Ian Baxter. So Ian Baxter sometimes watches the show, but Ian Baxter is the housing coordinator for the Tom. Well, I think he's got a couple other different hats, 
but he's the housing coordinator for the Regional Housing Partnership or the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. He's the guy and other staff members that's actually putting this thing together on the 12th. All I do is walk in there and go, blah, 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 blah. It's like, bye-bye, see you later. And he generates all this, and I look at it, and I have an hour, an hour meeting with him every once in a while for it. Staff, the dedicated staff does that. Pima Community Land Trust, I've got a, an executive director that I, that I chair that does the 99.9% of, of the work. If you end up with somebody that can help you at the staff level, dedicated towards the city council. Now, it's going to be expensive, right? It's going to cost. But that will do two things. It'll free up her time to really do her work, her job, a job she makes money at, plus the job of being a city councilor. The other thing it does, which is more important, it sets institutional memory. Because electeds will change. Establishes. Staff will stay. Yeah. Right? And that's... But first, we should hire a city manager. What, what was... Who dropped out? Michael Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Judah and I broke that news. Remember, Judah, on Michael Rogers dropping out? Yeah. Uh, so since we're talking about Charlottesville, do you want to look at Charlottesville numbers, or do you want to take some questions from Oh, I would love to look at Charlottesville numbers. Then we'll take some questions from Jason, um, from Bill. Seven, eight, and nine. Kelsey and Michelle. Yeah, why don't you take the comments while Judah's working on the slides? I think he's got them on. He's got it on Seven, eight, nine. Slide seven, eight, nine. nine. So Uh, those are the Charlottesville slides. So this has come in. Um, Michelle's watching the program. Michelle Kraling. So everything you guys have just outlined would indicate to me that the inventory numbers aren't going to change anytime soon. Prove me wrong. No, no. Um, you and I are on the same, same wavelength. Um, I, I think I, I may be wrong, um, and, I, and I'm not quite ready to my, bet my mustache yet, uh, but I think we're at least five years at this, if not more. Um, and, and how... Um, how I'm kind of guiding that decision or that thought process. Thank you, thank you, thank you, buddy. That decision um, is that we were in a lag for 10 years, right? So when the time of great unpleasantness happened, we went from 2 million new, roughly, 2 million new construction units a year to like 300. And we stayed at 300, 400, 500, 600. And we built up over 10 years, roughly, depending on who you talk to, five to six million units short. Now, we've, we're kind of upping it a little bit. The last couple of years, we've been north of a million, which is good news. But we've got to make up that 10-year lag, and that's my rationale. My rationale is we're probably somewhere between two to four years into this 10-year cycle, recovery cycle. So we've got anywhere between five and six, maybe eight years of this inventory Unless something really big happens and then everything I just said goes out the window. But at the moment, I think that's the way that's tracking. How about this one from Sarah? Sarah is watching the program. We love when you watch the show. Sarah Borman, let us know the, I don't need the exact neighborhood. I never ask that unless you want to provide it where you're watching. She says, what would keep home builders and developers just from pursuing single family detached housing with price points like this? It's a great question. It's a great question. Um, it's a bit of a loaded question, right? <clears throat> you think that's loaded? It is. And no, I, I, that's a very poor choice of words. The question wasn't intended to be loaded. It's, it's a tricky question to answer, right? She's basically saying, I don't want to speak for her. That's the path, to le- path of least resistance okay, so, with so, the best ROI. Yeah. So there's a, mul- 
That, this answer is more nuanced and layered than I could possibly do at the moment, but I'm going to give it a shot. All the jurisdictions within the footprint have some sort of ordinance that says you, you only can subdivide by right six to eight to tens, five, six, a very minimal number of division rights, right? After that, you've got to go into a rezoning process. So the problem is the reason why there is no starter homes, there's reason why there is none of this stuff, is what is how much does it cost in red tape per new construction? 100 grand, 95 and so. So the process that has to go through this red tape to turn a development, in, excuse me, a piece of land into a development is super expensive. You also got to deal with the fact that nobody wants it in the back their backyard. You have to have the political will to get it approved. You have to have a ready, willing, and able uh, property owner to sell it and go through this particular process. To put it in perspective, the first large subdivision I did, 150, roughly 150 units, was in Lake Monticello. I bought the last 150 acres of land that was undeveloped. By the time I rezoned it, went through site plan, and put a bulldozer on the job site, it took just about six months. Colonial Circle, Brittany Gray, Colonial Circle, right? Fulvana County, basically the same project. Water and sewer, a little bit more density than 150, about another 75 more units, more, excuse me, no, 325 units, but 125 or apartments, 200. We're, our, we're over six years, and we still haven't got to the point to sell a unit. The development's still happening. That five and a half years is extremely expensive. Figure out a way to make that shorter. Still protect the environment. That's, that's all a good thing. But figure out how to make that shorter, and then you will see more projects get approved. You'll see more density. You'll see cheaper or more cost-effective homes in that. Did I do a decent job I, of that? Dude, perfect job. Perfect really? job. Um, this comment's come in um, from Rio Road. Jason Howard, he wants to highlight the impact of Rivanna Station yep. and the fact that Albemarle County is going to purchase uh, Rivanna Station. Lonnie Murray, I'll get to your comment here in a matter of moments. And he I think says, they're purchasing property around Rivanna Station. Yeah, they're, they're about 400 acres or so. Basically, what Albemarle County is doing, and we're it's a fluid process, mm -hmm. not under contract yet. Mm -hmm. um, they want to preserve the. We have to be careful. We don't want to screw up any. Yeah. They want to preserve the defense sector and the economic impact, the defense sector. Because they did an ROI on it. Yeah. In part with the Chamber of Commerce, $22,000 study. And UVA. And UVA. And City of Charlottesville and Almore County. Yep. And we realize what I think a lot of us realize that are insiders, but maybe not everyone realized that the defense sector is monumental for our local economy, for driving the local economy in good times and in bad. Sure. Like UVA, the defense sector is insulated from economic headwinds. Jerome Powell, rising interest rates, labor, cost of goods. Well, I think, uh, I'll leave it the, there. The labor numbers oh. went down a little bit this morning. We'll see how that goes. Um, this is what I'm going to throw to you. So he's asking the question, won't this also create additional jobs for this area? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, 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 it. This snowball 
has been rolling down the hill for a long time, and it's just going to continue to roll down, down the hill. Even in the time of great unpleasantness, you know, we didn't get hit as hard as some other sections of the country. Certain individuals, yours truly, got hammered on it, but generally, as a, as a as a as a region, we didn't get hit that hard because of DOD, because of UVA. Right, you know, so that's the flip side to this conversation. It's a, it, it's a little bit more, more stable. I, I will tell you, and, and I'll get up on my soapbox here for a minute. What Albemarle County did, in conjunction with Charlottesville, uh, UVA, to create this ROI, to create this white paper, I'm out promoting a group to do the same exact thing on housing. I think you should totally do that. Right now. It should be pretty much the same group of folks. In my opinion, it should be the Regional Housing Partnership. I'm a little bit partial to it. But, you know, it should be the Regional Housing Partnership along with Weldon Cooper to generate an, a, a white paper for an ROI. Why is that important? Uh, because then we truly understand the economic impact that sectors of business have on the region. So does housing really impact the local government and economy in a negative way. A lot of people think it does. But nobody's really put together the numbers, the data. To well, it may, it, you're it, alluding to a supervisor in Fluvanna County. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, alluding, I'm alluding to every... Well, a supervisor in Fluvanna County says the economic impact of housing is not as great as we think because the creation of new housing taxes, schools, and roads and infrastructure. Yeah, but, but that's his take. Yeah, sure, but that's not exclusive. He he is not the originator of that. Right, right. right. This is a very much so a NIMBY platform, right? And, and who knows? The numbers might actually say that, right? But nobody knows, right? Right. Nobody, right. nobody knows, right? Nobody knows for sure what the ROI. Nobody knows. You know, everybody's eyes popped open because I was at that presentation when they gave it for DOD to Albemarle. Albemarle County Board of Supervisors, you know, everybody's eyes popped open. I can't remember the, there's an 80 million, or I can't remember what the amount of money was that is generated through the defense section. It's a huge amount of money. And somebody who's smarter than me and a better memory can put it out there. So let's try this for housing, guys. Let's see a great idea. if this works, right? And, and, and it's a data that they have that in Greene County, because you're, going to st- you're seeing this in Greene, you're seeing this in Louisa, you're starting to see the no new housing in Louisa, you're, you're not so much in, in Nelson County, but you, know, you can see it creeping in, into that end of it. So this is going to be a narrative for the for, for foreseeable future to our region. So let's put the numbers together. Let's see what they are. The thing is, with that, is then will they actually believe it? Yeah. Well, good. What you would hope. We'll leave it at that. Some people have problems with facts. Lonnie Murray says this. The inventory question cannot be solved because it is not in the best interest of developers to reduce demand for their product and put too much supply out there. Bingo. Lonnie Murray also says. Oh, yeah. Well, she's 100% right. Lonnie. She's Lonnie a, Murray. Yeah, she's 100%. That's a man. I'm sorry. He's yeah. 100%. Apologize. You know who Lonnie Murray is? Yeah, I do. I just okay. flaked out for a second, so my apologies. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, well, what they, they're going to do is because it's, it's very simple. They only have a certain limited supply of 
dirt of lots. They're going to turn that knob down a little bit. I don't think they're there yet. I think there's enough projects, enough projects in the in the, the pipeline that that's probably not going to happen. A la Green County, you're going to see Green County's numbers are not very attractive right now. And if you look on, on real talk with Keysmith.com and pull down the market thing, you'll see the Green County numbers. But this time next year, we're going to be having a very different conversation about that. Keith Smith's on fire. Am I, I supposed you, to look at my I phone? I sent you a text message. Uh, Lonnie Murray says the inventory question yeah. cannot be solved because Thanks, it Lonnie. is not Appreciate in the best interest of developers to reduce demand for their product and put too much supply out there. The only time you end up with prices going down is when there is a market crash and developers are caught off guard. Even then, during the housing, housing market collapse, you saw developers bail from lots of projects. Think Biscuit Run. The other piece to this is, one pr- is once prices go up, once everyone, even homeowners, see any drop in prices as a loss, so no one wants to list a house for less when the prices at the peak were unrealistic. I, you know, it, it, there's a ton to pick apart from that, from Lonnie. Um, I know this much. Um, right now, new construction is outpacing value than existing. There's enough new projects coming coming up online. Uh, this this developer incentive program is probably going, in my opinion, is going to help a little bit to go ahead and do this. I'm I'm trying to parse together his basic comment about it. But yes, the market impacts this up and down. The question is, does he really think we're going back to the time of great unpleasantness? Lonnie, do you think we're going back to the time of great unpleasantness? And the answer to that is no. He may think that, but the answer is we're not. What do you think, Lonnie? Are we heading to 2008? No 2009, 2010. He also says this. The difference with Rivanna Station and those defense folks is they are more likely to shop in Almoral County as opposed to Fluvanna County. And then he highlights, who is shopping in Fluvanna County? Oh, it's very interesting. This is where he's going to reference the food line and the production output of that food line. That, thank you, but that's not what I was thinking. Oh. Uh, so if he, you... He does not think 2008, 2009, 2010 either. Good, yeah. Good. Um, so the interesting thing, for, and, and I don't want to put poor Judah... To, to work here. So Lonnie, pull down the, the tab, the market tab, and take a look at Fulvana County without um, Lake Monticello. It's the only jurisdiction year over year that is actually flat. I don't know if you can pull up slide 11 that quickly. Um, but it's the only uh, jurisdiction of the six jurisdictions that we looked at that is flat. Actually, you know what? The intro slide would be perfect. Yeah. I apologize. Well, here's 11. Okay, thank you. Wow. So if you take a look at Lonnie at 2020, we're on par there. You take a look at Lake Monticello, it's a little different. Yeah, well, Lake Monticello is Fluvanna for the uh, most part. Uh, yeah, it, it is. The volume of sales are much more, uh, much more Lake Monticello. But I'm just, thank you, buddy. I'm just saying compared. You're on fire. Thank you. Feeds on fire. Compared to that. So it, it's, a, it's a little, a little, little flat. The question is, these new jobs, what's the salaries going to be? Is, are we going to be like San Francisco, where 100 grand is entry level? Austin, Texas. Austin, yeah. Texas. Austin's going down in value. I know. Austin is going down Austin in value. Austin has gotten so expensive that few um, true OG Austiners can live there. 
but anyway, it, it's 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 it, it's going to be an interesting time. Curious if the rock star is going to the rock star is going to be Green County. Deep throat, you watching the program? Curious your take on Austin. He's a upper level macro finance guy. Yeah. I think he's still got investment property in Austin. Yeah, I mean, it, um, the Neil, thing with Austin, it depends on when you bought it. Neil, like anything. Yeah, right. Neil Williamson says this Neil Williamson is responding to Lonnie Murray's comment, which I read on air. So Neil listened to Lonnie's comment that I read on air. Lonnie left that comment on a different Facebook page than Neil is interacting with right now. So Neil says Lonnie Murray. I'm trying to figure out what page I'm on. Might want to recognize that Albemarle County has only approved 58% of the potential comp plan density over the last decade. And he says, look at our density denied report from the Free Enterprise Forum. He shares the link. Neil says, builders build to meet demand. If you'd like to see the links that Neil are sharing, he's commenting right now on the I Love Seville group. Lonnie is commenting on my personal Facebook page. Regardless, it's all archived at Free Enterprise Forum Neil's website. And Bill says, we, won't, we do not want to be like San Francisco or Austin. I would rather be like Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville's well, awesome. Yeah, we talked about that with Neil. With Neil, Neil did, did a tour on it. Greenville's a pretty cool little town. The thing is, Greenville doesn't have UVA. Right. If Clem- Clemson Clem- is close. If Clemson was downtown Greenville, it would be Charlottesville. Downtown Greenville is awesome. It is really nice. My uh, wife and I visited some of my wife's friends in Greenville, and from what I remember, it was pretty awesome. It's pretty nice. Nice. I remember. Got it. <laughs> we were having a good time. We were out. Got it. Got we were it. out and about. Got it. Got it. Um, comments are coming in faster yeah. than I could potentially keep up. Um, this back to the, de- the uh, developer Lonnie, thanks question. very much for the participation, man. Absolutely. This is from Michelle again. Again. Why wouldn't a builder just develop single-family housing at the most expensive clip possible? Well, well, that's what's happening, right? She's saying what would change it. It's basically what. Yeah, so that's why this developer incentive program, whatever it shakes out to, is so important. Look, I'm a recovering developer. I can say this from a little bit of personal experience. All they're looking for is typically is the rules. Give me the rules. What can I do? What can I can't do? Right? So you can't build starter homes anymore because it's too damn expensive. The land is too expensive. Land acquisition. You know, the time, it takes six years or more. You should highlight the cost of um, site planning and the site work. Yeah. Well, I I can speak to that. I know you can. So A lot um, of people don't even realize this. Yeah. So um, I got to be careful because I don't know if it hit the public yet, but I'm going to leave the one I was thinking about to the side and make sure that it actually hit the public. I'll have to text Neil. He might, he might know that. But I can talk about Colonial Circle in, um, in Fulvana County. Just the rezoning site plan process to the point that you could put a bulldozer on it is north of a half a million bucks. That's not including the carrying cost. That's just what it costs to get through the process. That's not carrying costs. He's talking debt service. Debt service. That's not acquisition. Right. Right. That's not consultants for approval to push things through. Yeah, that half a million. That half That's a million. In there? Yeah, yeah, okay. that half. Yeah. Is that light? That seems light. Nah, well, yeah. 
A half a million is about right. Okay. About right. It, it, it depends how many environmental studies you need to do, how many traffic impact analysis you need to do. It, de it depends on all kinds of different things. Let's, it might be a little bit north of it, but for the sake of a talk show, let's call it a half a million. Let's just say this. Justin Shimp, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Well, he's very good at what he does. Shimp Engineering, you're in a good spot. Uh, Kelsey Schlein's even better, but anyway, but they're, they're really awesome, in my opinion, what, what they do. But it doesn't, it doesn't include six years of carrying cost, the amount to acquire it, all the connection fees you've got to pay for water and sewer, which, by the way, is $12,000 per door. Well, let's just look at it this way. You're talking six years. Look at how the interest rate environment has changed in two years. Look, I, I'll tell We've you. We've gone from 2% interest rates to 7 How do you How do you think I lost $17 million? I started a project in 2003. It didn't get approved until 2007. Stupid finished development in 2008, put his first house in 2008. Oops. What happened in 2008? That was bad luck, though. It's just timing. It's, yeah. Just Which one? Luck. Number five, timing. Yeah, timing, timing is everything. Timing is everything. You're on fire today, Keith. Uh, it's the coffee. I know. The nah, nah, wink, wink. The, the coffee is uh, kicking. Um, can Keith break it down per lot development costs exclusive of land costs from Neil? Can you break it down to a per lot development cost exclusive of land costs? Back of the napkin. You could do that back of the napkin, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, single family detached or? Let's go single family detached. That's the most common. Depending. 3,000 square feet? 2,500 to 3,000 square feet? No, 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 no. What he's talking about is how much does it cost to produce a lot. Okay. Outside of all this money we just talked about. Okay. Outside of the five, the 500 grand, the acquisition. I'm what, with you. What he's asking for is how much does it cost to produce a lot and put that on there. Um, right now, depending on topographical layout, how much, how much. The Department of, you know, how much TMDL, DEQ, these are all acronyms, but how much you got to pay into the bank for the Chesapeake Bay end of it? Probably sixty to 75000 Light on sixty, high, high on 70000 So it's cost you less acquisition, somewhere around sixty to seventy grand to actually build the roads, put the infrastructure in, curb and gutter, sidewalk, amenities. Yada, 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 yada. And oh, by the way, that doesn't include your connection fee. Yep. That gets put on the build side, which depending on which jurisdiction you're in, it ranges anywhere between 10 and 20 grand. So now you've got that amount of money, about 20, 10 to 20 grand in connection fee, right? Your acquisition and all that stuff. So that lot, that's the reason houses are so expensive. That lot now, all in, well north of 100 grand. Cost. Now, if I got to buy them, from Jerry, what gets added to that hundred grand? More money. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're a tough guy to negotiate, so who knows? But, but you know, that's 125 to 150 grand, and the rule of thumb is anywhere between three to four times of the lot cost. So that's why homes are four, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars because that math starts from the dirt forward. Great question, Neil. Thank you for the help. So. I hope that made sense. No, that made sense. So we're looking at a starting price point in Almoral County in Charlottesville of. Oh, good lord! I'd have to I have to pull it up. You 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 what it sold for? I didn't do. You talking about new construction or? It's new construction. New construction. 
Yes, actually, I got that number. I Hold think you do. Second. It's in that notebook over it's there. In my little, my little. I was trying to set you up there with the. Uh, this is my little cork book. I, I like don't it. Have a black book. A I like it. It's book. very nice. A little cork book. Hold on. Give me a moment. I will. I will let you know this. Um, the viewers and listeners that are watching this fair and fine talk show that. Um, the median values. New construction, 2023. Yeah. Um, this is Albemarle County now. This is Albemarle County, 793. You hear that? So if you work your math backwards. New construction, Albemarle County. Single family detached. Single family detached, 793K. First six That's months. That's jumbo. Last year. Jumbo loan. Last year was uh, 686. Non new construction, existing homes. Uh, five, six, five, sixteen. And ladies and gentlemen, wait till you see what happens with these Canadian wildfires and how that's going to impact lumber. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll. We talked about this the other day. It'll impact the smaller builders m- m- more so than the bigger guys. For you know, sure, Stanley Martin Homes. They buy on margin. They buy on bulk, right? You know, it's on the other side of it. You won't see escalation clauses in their contracts. You will with the with the, either the smaller builders and or the customs and you know the folks out there particular real estate agents make sure you understand them make sure you communicate with your client that they understand what they're signing when they sign escalation clauses because it could be a slippery slope for both parties by the way but it's a slippery slope um keith smith guys you see what Ooh, this man's all about i know 1130 flew you have fun today yeah i did had a great time yeah i think they're uh I always have fun. I think you are uh, very talented at this. Um, give the viewers and listeners some closing thoughts. Well, I've got to be good at something. You are good at a lot of things. A lot of what things. Is, what is it? I've, 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 uh, anyway, there's a saying, something about I'm really good at a lot of things. But anyway, I'll, I'll shut up. I'm Jack of all trades, master of none. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for filling in my uh, ADD. And that's terrifying no, that I, I, I yeah, finish your thought like yeah, that. I spent a lot of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. What am I thinking now? Uh, the, <laughs> uh, anyway. Do you really want me? I do. I really do. No, 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 no. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Yeah, no, I, 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 I had a lot of fun. You had a we, blast we had, today. I'm sorry? You had a blast today. I had fun. Always do. Always do. I love, I love the Batman and Robin shows. I love the little back and forth. And it's a lot of fun. Man. It's I very enjoy fun. It. Enjoy. Always enjoy it. Hopefully we get some information out there, and hopefully we can help folks. And if you're looking to buy or sell, give us a call. If you're looking to buy or sell, Keith Smith and Jonas Smith, Yes Realty Partners, seriously call them. They will take very good care for you. Um, Real talk with KeithSmith.com and click the, uh, what's the tab called, J-Dubs? 2023 market reports, and then it, it pulls down to single-family detached, new, new construction. I'm working on single-family um, <clears throat> New construction, single family, uh, detached, so forth, attached, excuse me, all the way down. So th- there'll be a, a, a total package by the end of this weekend. There you click market reports on realtalkwithkeefsmith.com if you want to see all the data. And the, this the, data. The big is- takeaway is, is that we're below 2020 volume during when COVID, when everybody thought housing was over, except for us. Right. Um, back to my comment, and I've kind of weave, weaved this through the show. We're not at, we're not at a V. We're not going to see a V here, guys. We're not going to see a V like we said in 2020. We're going to just see kind of a, a a bouncing up and down, like a small little heartbeat going a little bit down through the years. I think another five to six to eight years from now. You in the saddle on Monday? I'm in the saddle on Monday. Wednesday we were Scott. 
Scotty Mo. Scotty Mo. Friday, I am um, in a plane going out west. To get your daughter. I'm going to ride a two-day bike ride from Seattle to Portland. Nice. 206 mi- 210 miles. Wish me luck. Uh, and then I'm bringing my, uh, our daughter and granddaughter back with us on the 20th. So I'm going to be wandering for another week. Your favorite thing I, I do. It's very nomadic. <laughs> I very much enjoy that. Uh, thank you kindly for watching us, guys. I Love Siebel show is up in 59 minutes. Judah Wickhauer, Keith Smith, Jerry Miller, a show presented by Yes Realty Partners and Keller Williams. Alliance archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. 58 minutes away from the I Love Siebel show. Take Lonnie, care. thanks for participating, man. We love you, Lonnie Murray. Take care.